This is CNN Breaking News. And that breaking news on this Friday morning, growing concerns about an escalating conflict in the Middle East after the U.S. and British militaries launched retaliatory strikes against multiple Houthi targets in Yemen. We're going to show you new video just released by the U.K. Defense Ministry. Over the course of the last several hours, five people were killed and six were injured, according to a Houthi military spokesman. A U.S. military official says a significant percentage of Houthi assets were destroyed. 16 locations were hit, including a command center's weapons depots and launching systems that were targeted. So these strikes, of course, come after weeks of repeated drone strikes and missile attacks by those Iran-backed Houthis on commercial ships in the Red Sea. Attacks that have forced more than 2,000 ships to divert thousands of miles around the Red Sea. That, of course, is causing major delays and directly impacting the global economy. And the U.S. for weeks has tried to prevent the Israel-Hamas war from spreading conflict in the region, repeatedly warning the Houthis about possible retaliation. If it doesn't stop, there'll have to be consequences, and unfortunately it hasn't stopped. Uh, but we want to make sure that it, it does, and we're prepared to do that. Those warnings have now turned to action, and President Biden is not ruling out more military action, saying in a statement, quote, I will not hesitate to direct further measures to protect our people and the free flow of international commerce as necessary. We have team coverage on this very important morning. Our experts are standing by, and senior Natasha Bertrand is at the Pentagon where we begin, there have been warnings, Natasha, for weeks from top U.S. officials that this could happen. It now has happened. What are the expectations going forward? Well, the Houthis are already responding, and they are saying that they are going to retaliate. The extent to which they actually can after the strikes last night remains unclear. But the Houthi deputy foreign minister released a statement saying, quote, our country was subjected to a massive aggressive attack. America and Britain will undoubtedly have to prepare to pay a heavy price and bear all the dire consequences of this blatant aggression. Now, of course, as you mentioned, the Houthis had been warned uh, for several weeks and months that if they did not stop, then the U.S would not hesitate uh, to strike back and would not hesitate uh, to take action to make them stop. And of course, the U.S. was able to pull together this coalition of countries to support a response, a very controversial one, a very one that was actively debated within the Biden administration for quite some time because they were hesitant uh, about escalating the war any further and hesitant about upsetting a very delicate truce that has been uh, brokered by the U.S. and the U.N. inside Yemen over the last several years. Now, just to remind viewers, the Houthis are an Iran-backed group that emerged in the 90s out of uh, the Yemen civil war, and the members belong to a branch of Shia Islam, and the group currently controls most of northern Yemen. They are a very powerful group, and over the course of several years of a war with Saudi Arabia, the Saudis were not really able uh, to degrade them to the point where they no longer were able to control that significant portion of Yemen. So the question now is, will these massive strikes, really, over over 60 locations were targeted, over 60 targets were, were hit across 16 locations by the U.S. and the U.K., is that going to be enough to degrade the Houthis' capabilities uh, to continue these strikes on Red Sea shipping? That remains an open question. As you said, a senior military official did say uh, last night that the percentage of this, the targets that were hit is, quote, significant, Phil. All right. Natasha Bertrand, live from the Pentagon. Thank you. Let's bring in now CNN political and national security analyst and White House and national security correspondent for The New York Times, David Sanger, and CNN military analyst and retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton. Good to see both of you this morning. Um, you know, David, just sort of picking up where Natasha left off there, our colleague Stephen Collinson with, as always, brilliant analysis this morning. One of the things he wrote that stood out to me 
was the real need here, that the credibility of U.S. power was on the line, he wrote, and it was imperative to reestablish some form of deterrence because those calls for deterrence were not working. David, when will the U.S. know whether that was actually effective and that goal was achieved? Eric, it's a really good question because the fine line here is between actual reestablishing deterrence and the provocation of a continuing war. And that's been the debate that's been taking place within the White House for weeks now. They could have done these strikes two weeks ago. They could have done them two months ago. The reason they didn't want to was that they were concerned about opening essentially a third front in the war. Uh, obviously, Gaza's won. Increasingly, Lebanon and that uh, the Hezbollah attacks in there are a second. And here, they wanted to do something that would basically quiet this problem. And of course, it's the Red Sea problem that is going to most affect consumer prices. It's the Red Sea problem that's going to most affect whether shipping uh, resumes. We now have seen a wide variety of uh, companies say they can't get parts or can't get parts on time because they've had to close off the Red Sea. Yeah, it's a hugely consequential geopolitical issue right now. Colonel Layton, when you take a step back and look at the scale of the operation that was conducted last night, a joint operation, U.S. and its allies, what does it tell you about the intent here? The intent, I think, Phil Egerdran, good morning to you, is to make sure that uh, the Houthis really can't uh, cut trade in the, the Red Sea as it transits through the Red Sea. And so as a result of that, uh, the way that they did this was really designed to hit the Houthis hard, hit them once or maybe twice, and then hopefully that will be it. But uh, I think we have to be prepared for more actions to happen, for the Houthis to respond one way or the other, because they will have ways, in spite of these very substantial strikes, they will have ways to try to reach out and, uh, and attack uh, shipping in the Red Sea and in other areas as well. Colonel, to that point, what are you watching for then in the coming days, and where are you watching? So what I'm looking at, Erica, are, you know, some of the movements that the Houthis are going to undertake. They are, uh, you know, are they going to be able to repair some of their uh, damaged radars uh, to some of their airfields? Are they going to be able to uh, launch drone strikes? That's probably one of the most important aspects of this. Are they going to be launching cruise missiles and ballistic missiles against uh, the uh, targets in the, the Red Sea? And will they also try to go after targets in Saudi Arabia or even Israel? I, as a result of, of this? And uh, will others join them? Will the Iranians uh, show their hand? I don't think they will at this point in time, but it's definitely something to watch. And will other Iranian proxies also join in this? Uh, those Iranian proxies, uh, you know, extending all the way from Iraq to Lebanon to uh, Gaza, uh, they could potentially do something. The Hamas, of course, in Gaza is going to be occupied with the Israelis, uh, but others are going to be able to do something uh, that could upset the balance perhaps in Iraq, uh, perhaps in Syria, and perhaps in other parts of the Middle East. David, we know White House officials informed congressional leadership in advance of these strikes that they were going to be happening. However, you did hear from some Democrats, House Democrats in particular, we're raising serious concerns about the legal authority behind this. I think using the words retaliatory and defensive were very intentional. We'll see the legal rationale soon from the administration. Take a listen to what Ro Khanna, the congressman from California, had to say. The Constitution requires that if there is not an imminent threat of self-defense, that he has to come 
to Congress. And here we know uh, by your own uh, reporting that, that this has been going on since December. He's assembled an entire international coalition. He certainly should have come to Congress so that we can discuss whether this actually could put more American troops at risk. I'm concerned about retaliation in Iraq and whether it could draw us into a Middle East war. David, we could have a six-hour discussion about war powers and, uh, yeah. and how this has been operated over the course of several decades, moving away from Congress. But do you think those concerns have merit? Yeah, there is some merit to them, but the fact of the matter is the War Powers Act has very rarely been used in advance of these things. What you'll see is the president issue a notification probably in the next few hours about why he engaged here. I don't think the president's going to have a hard time making a case because it was just a week ago that we saw some of the Houthis uh, open fire on U.S. Navy helicopters, and they responded by sinking those three ships. And then there were uh, a barrage of 21 missiles and uh, drones that came uh, in the direction of American forces. But I think the president's going to be able to establish a pretty good case for why he took these out on the ground. The fact of the matter is the lesson we've learned from dealing with the Somali pirates and the other cases is you have to actually get at their onshore facilities. And I think the question that Cedric raised uh, correctly is, have they gotten enough of those now to really hobble the ability of the Houthis to come back? And then there's the bigger question of Iran, which is, you know, obviously that we are not striking inside Iran, but it's Iran that is at least coordinating, if not controlling, these groups. David Sanger, Cedric Layton, appreciate your insight as always. Thank you.